so. You know, like many of you guys, um, 11 a.m. every morning, what do we do? Or what do I, what do you do? But yeah, we're listening to Gladys. We are tuned in. I mean, their Facebook stream isn't as good as and the high quality as ours. I get that. But, um, you know, every morning I'm finding myself going through a grueling one-hour press conference uh, with the updates from Gladys. And we really are so grateful and so prayerful uh, for our, our state leadership in this time. Uh, as I said before, we need to keep encouraging, we want to keep encouraging you to follow their guidelines even when they don't make sense to you or seem inconsistent. And you go, well, what about this? In the end, we just really want to encourage you to let's do the right thing together. But um, the reality is we're living in a time where our world is being shaken, um, not just by this pan- pandemic. I-, I talked about before the earthquakes and the floods uh, and, the, and the wars that are, that are looming around our world. And a- across our, our nation, uh, f- levels of fear is rising. Uh, frustrations may be increasing. Special shout out to all the parents with kids at home for schooling. Well done, your champions, but also other kids. You guys are doing a brilliant job. And so keep at it, be kind to your parents and stop nagging them. That's just talking to my kids. It wasn't you guys. You guys are fine. Um, but also, you know, in this time, I'm just mindful with, uh, across our, our city and state, you know, there's, there's people that are losing loved ones, uh, businesses that are affected, uh, small businesses particularly. Uh, we've got business people in our church that are all, all, we're all in a different space at the moment. Our frontline workers, our, our teachers that are, that are doing online teaching and we really appreciate it with you guys. And so it is a time of shaking. And a few weeks ago I preached a message about how God used an earthquake to bring freedom to the Apostle Paul and Silas while they were in prison. Uh, and the point was in that, in that message that I shared that what, what can seem like a situation that is, is a disaster, an earthquake is, I mean, 200 people were killed in the earthquake in Haiti just last night. Uh, what can seem like a, a disaster or a tragedy could very well be the way that God brings freedom and release to people, uh, certainly in the spiritual realm. And so here we are once again in a prolonged time of lockdown. I know for our Victorian friends, we haven't had anything like you've had, but, uh, but for us, this is, uh, it, it's still a challenging time for us all across our state now. Every, all across since yesterday afternoon, every church is now online. And so that's not always easy uh, for people. Uh, and so our, our ability to connect face-to-face as a church is limited. And, uh, and the whole landscape of church and community is far from what any one of us would like it to be. So I want to encourage you to keep praying for our church family, praying for your neighbours and those that are around you. Keep reaching out and saying hi to one another. Sometimes we feel, oh, I don't, it's not, the problem with COVID, it can make us be very insular and, uh, and self-focused. And we've got an opportunity and responsibility to be reaching out, saying hi to one another, being willing to ask for help if needed, and being willing to give help if asked. And so uh, ultimately, I want to encourage you to keep looking to God as the only one who can lead us through this time. And so as you turn to God's Word this morning, I love how God's Word captures our world today. In Romans chapter 8, verse 20 to 22, we read this. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day 
when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning. Everyone say the word groaning. groaning. Thank you. Uh, the, since the world, creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Paul's telling us here that we are living in a world that is groaning, a world that is struggling to cope, a world that has lost its way. I'm not just talking about the physical world. Humanity, humanity itself seems to be in crisis. But this verse tells us, you know what? No matter what crisis is looming, no matter what is going on around the world, that there is hope because there will be a freedom day. I'm not talking about Boris Johnson's Day of Freedom Day in the UK. I'm talking about God's promise to us that there will be a day of freedom. And so in God's timeline, there will be a day when the world will be set free from the ravages of sin and death and decay and despair. Not, not, just, till, not just till the current crisis is over, not just until the, the pandemic's uh, reduced, or the, not till the next war or, or the next problem, but the Bible tells us that the day is coming when all creation will be set free from the ravages and pain and heartbreak of this world. And so the Bible tells us that in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we, we love this verse. And we, as Christians, we use this verse so often. Um, Paul tells us that, that in, in first few verses, he's talking about cre creation groaning. goes on a few verses to say, and we know that God causes everything, everyone say everything. everything, everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Now, let me make this very clear. This does not mean that everything in life we experience is good. In fact, there's many things we experience are far from good. Sickness, loss of life, loss of, of little ones, tragedies, disease, pain, this, this world is, is full of so many things that, that there's no way we can say they are good or even close to good. And ultimately, that will be the case until Jesus returns, until, until the enemy of death is finally destroyed. We will live in this world that is groaning, that is suffering, that is striving, that is, that is trying to work itself out, and uh, it's, it's becoming weary. And so Paul in this verse gives us great hope. Paul says that God is at work on our darkest of days. In fact, for, the, for those who are followers of Jesus, we have a promise that we can hang on to, that we can trust His God, no matter what, and trust our God, no matter what we are going through, that He will bring His goodness, that He will bring His very presence into our world, into our life, in the midst of any circumstance that we were going through. Even in the midst of the, this pandemic, this time of shaking we're going through, it's important to, to consider where do we anchor our hope? When, when the shaking's going on, do we anchor our hope in this world that is, that is crumbling and groaning? Or do we anchor our hope in a far better place? The writer to Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 28 says, do you see what we've got? It's a question. He's encouraging us, look around as, as followers of Jesus, as Christians, what do we have? He goes, we've got an unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but bringing worship and deeply reverent before God. See, we have a choice in the midst of the shaking, in the midst of the, 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 the turmoil of this world. We can anchor our hope 
in an unshakable kingdom. How good is that? And so uh, now, as we sort of work through my message this morning, <coughs> I want to touch on a message I shared a few weeks ago about Paul and the shaking. We've already mentioned that, that, that God would use a situation that looked like disaster could actually became the thing that brought deliverance to them. And as we follow through Paul's story, so that happened in the, the, the city of Philippi in Greece. And so at that time, Paul founded a church. That was in AD 50. And so the, the church was founded. And Paul had an incredible relationship with the Philippian church. In fact, if you were to read through the letter to the Philippians, you'll, you'll detect language in there that is not present in many, if any, of the other letters. Paul had a unique relationship and it was based on their partnership in the gospel. As a, as a church and as their leader, they decided together there's two things that we're about. One is the gospel of Jesus and the other thing is caring deeply for one another. And so that was in AD 50 and so the church was started in a small group in a small home um, in, in Philippi. And then 13 years later, we find Paul, uh, again, he's going to be writing to this Philippian church, uh, but Paul is imprisoned once again. And uh, in fact, the Bible tells us that uh, the, the letter to the Philippians was most likely written when Paul was in Rome. There's some other options, but the most likely scenario when Paul was in Rome, and for Paul, imprisonment meant house arrest. Paul was just like you and me. He was in lockdown. He had been given his stay-at-home orders, and he couldn't go anywhere. And so what we find, Paul, in the midst of his lockdown, he writes a letter to his favorite church, the church in Newcastle. And he says to us this morning, uh, and to them, uh, he says, you know, it's, it's right that I should feel as I do about you all, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and how I long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. Here you can see this incredible bond that Paul had with the Philippians church. And we can understand when Paul, yeah, communication back in the day wasn't like it is today. Communication was slow and it was incredibly scarce. And so, uh, so the news of Paul being arrested and putting into jail uh, would have been a shock to the Philippian church. They would have been gutted when their leader, their friend, their pastor, their, their, the one who they've, they've shared their life with when he was thrown into prison and the risk of uh, imprisonment would be death. Ultimately, that prison would be the prison that Paul would be uh, pronounced and executed uh, from. And so, in, in time. And so, we find that the Philippians were rightly upset when they heard about Paul's imprisonment because they'd be thinking, you know what, this is not how it's supposed to end. We had, this, we had this partnership. This is not how we prayed with Paul. This is what, not what we believed about how the gospel was going to spread. And so for the Philippian church, they would have been incredibly disappointed. And, um, and so Paul, uh, so what the church did, as all churches tend to do in times of need, they take up an offering and they send someone, Epaphroditus, they send him across to Philippi to Paul's uh, house and, uh, and with the gift and so Paul receives the gift, and he writes this letter back to the church, thanking them for the gift, and to encourage them, because they would have been really hurting. They would have been really uncertain with what's happening in their life. And so this letter wasn't written just to the Philippian church. It's also written to us today, because we do, and we are facing some challenging times. 
as I said, not, not just the pandemic, but individually, you, you might be going through a very difficult time. I know it could be your health, or it could be your marriage, or it could be your kids, or it could be some of the, the things you're struggling with that isolation might have caused, loneliness, or, or those, you've got a bunch of things that are going on, and you might be going through a time of uncertainty, wondering, yeah, this isn't what it was supposed to be, this wasn't what it was supposed to look like. And so all of us face these tragedies. It could be your uh, family or your job or your finances. But in the midst of these things, I love this scripture because uh, when it's hard to understand what, what God is doing, and I know the Philippians would have been struggling, what is God doing here? Paul tells us something which I want to share about, which is really important, that uh, he's telling us that our circumstances can be really deceiving. The situation you're looking at can be deceiving. And so Paul, in the midst of his crisis, he gives us some incredible truths to hang on to. And so I'm keeping talking because something else is going on with the camera. So um, they can still hear me. I could sing a song. I'm not going to. I, I am going to keep talking. All right. You've thrown me, tech team. All right. Paul, in the midst of this um, crisis, he, he, in these verses, gives something really helpful to remember. Firstly, uh, who's ever seen the movie uh, Lion King? Lion King? I um, don't know why I'm putting my hand up and talking at an empty spot because there's no camera. I'll talk to the guys here. Uh, Lion King, uh, there's a time when Rafiki, uh, he, uh, he comes to, uh, what's it, Simba? Or was it Timon and Pumbaa? I can't quite remember. But he says, look beyond what you see. And so uh, Rafiki was saying, you know, uh, don't look at the, the crowd up here, but look beyond there. Look, look, look to a place that is further away. And so the Philippians here, Paul was saying to the Philippians, hey guys, I know things look grim. I don't want you to look at these circumstances because if you look at the circumstances, the future can be bleak. I want you to look beyond what you see. Look beyond the fact that I'm in prison. Look beyond the fact that my life is at risk. Look beyond the fact that, that everything you thought of is not working out the way you would hope. You know, for, for the Philippian church, they'd be wondering what's going to happen to our church if Paul's gone. What's going to happen to the gospel if, the, if, if Paul has been shut down? And Paul is saying, you know what? In this time of lockdown and uncertainty, that, that God is at work. You know, they would have been discouraged, anxious, uncertain. What's going to go on? Wondering, will things ever, I don't know, you may be wondering, will things ever go back to normal? And they looked at their circumstances. I'll be back here on air. Yep. Hi! <laughs> I just thought it was something dramatic. So, um, when the Philippian church, they looked at their circumstances and they saw tragedy. Paul looked at the circumstances and he saw triumph. In uh, chapter 1, verse 12, he writes, And I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence boldly to speak God's message without fear. Paul's saying, I know things look bad. I'm in lockdown. You're in lockdown. You're not in lockdown. You are. But Paul was the church wasn't. But Paul, he's saying this is not what any of us had expected. But God has used this, this time of, of unexpectedness to advance the gospel. 
It's not what we have dreamed together, it's not what we have planned together, but God is using this for good. I may be confined, Paul's saying, but I'm not contained. And now I have time to share the good news of Jesus to everyone in the prison. They have to, uh, everyone guarding me. And, every, and I have time to encourage the believers around me. You may think this is a tragic circumstance, but I believe it's a triumphant one. See, it's all about our perspective. We need to look beyond what we see. Paul's saying lives are touched, lives are changed, strengthened, inspired and challenged. That's God working in the midst of the uncertainty of life. And as far as, far as the circumstances of Paul would write, you know, through your faithful prayers and the generous response of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in me will be fulfilled. It will be done. Paul is saying, because of you, because of your partnership with me, even though I'm in prison, that, that the gospel of Jesus, the plan of God, cannot be contained because of your prayers and your help. And so Paul encourages us to look beyond what we see. Look beyond what seems like tragedy and see the opportunity we have right now to talk about Jesus. Friends, we can look beyond the lockdown and see the opportunity, like Paul did, to, to reach out and, and encourage us. us. In fact, we should. You know, well, I know we're at home or we're limited or we're travelling, work, and we've got different circumstances. But Paul is saying, you know, don't let the lockdown stop our ability to, to speak Jesus and to talk about Jesus and to, and to tell people about the hope and the peace and, and strength that Jesus gives us in this time. To look beyond the hopelessness of this world. That's what our Lord is looking at our, our media conferences, our, our news feeds. The real hopelessness. As a church, we have the opportunity to take people to stop anchoring their life and their faith in this world which is being shaken, but anchor our hope ultimately in Jesus. And I think that's a great word for us today. What may seem like a setback or a limitation can be a wonderful opportunity for us as the church to be the church. It can be a great opportunity for us to, to help people to, to find peace and hope, the one, the, what we have found in our relationship with Jesus. But we need to be willing to shake off that despondency. It's so easy for us as Christians to get caught up in the whirlwind of despair. We shouldn't because we have an unshakable kingdom. And we need to look beyond what we see and see that God can use all things. God can use all things. God can, I'm going to say it again, God can use all things, including the, the maybe bad choices we have made or, or what stuff we've done or stuff other people have done to us or the, or the difficulties and challenges that we're facing right now. God can meet us in the midst of that, in the midst of the stuff of life, and God can bring his goodness. And God will bring his goodness to us when we need it most and walk with us every day to the other side. My Bible tells me that God can use all things. He can cause all things to work together for good. And I believe his goodness present with us is going to help us with whatever we're facing, pandemic, health, family, kids, school, relationship. I don't know what it is, but God can meet us in the midst of that and bring his goodness, reveal his goodness to each one of us. So, so as we look at our, our circumstances, our lives today, you know, as we look behind, beyond the uh, pandemic, I see nations are raging against nations, people are raging against people, families against family, there's disease and despair. And I know, and I've said this and we've prayed about this before, that our church family uh, and, and others that are just struggling with very real issues, um, sicknesses, challenges, disappointments and trials, and I, I know they're real. 
and I know they're, and I know they're really hard for each and every one of you. And I, I feel the Lord is saying, if that's for you this morning, I feel the Lord saying to you, don't stare at the circumstances. I think he's saying to you, we need to look beyond what you can see. Look beyond, beyond what you can find in, in, in the natural. And I believe as you look beyond that, you will find uh, God's uh, amazing grace and his goodness that is there for you. Now, he's, he's not saying ignore it. He's not saying deny, the, 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 deny its pain. Looking, looking beyond what we see doesn't take away the pain of, of grief or loss or, 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 or uncertainty. It does not eliminate the, the life-threatening disease. Just by looking beyond the pandemic doesn't eliminate what, what the world is going through. Looking beyond what we see doesn't make our circumstances uh, always get better. But what it does do, it places our anchor in our lives. It places it in the unshakable kingdom of heaven. It helps us find God's presence in the midst of the storm. It reminds us that he is with us to sustain us, to strengthen us, to deliver us, to bring freedom, to believe that we are going to see a victory because the battle belongs to him. It helps us to get an eternal, maybe an eternal perspective that no matter what happens in the here and now, that our lives are secure in, in life beyond this world. An eternal perspective helps us to understand God is at work and God will bring about his perfect plan for each and one of us, every one of us. So as we wrap up, as I said, I, I know things may be tough for you, wherever you are, whoever you are. And what I'm reminded today, that I want to remind you today from the Apostle Paul, is we've got to look beyond our circumstances, keep looking, keep trusting, keep praying, keep finding ways to encourage and love one another. And like Paul, that perhaps we will discover that this time of confinement or this time of restriction or this time of lockdown that we discover, like Paul did, is a wonderful opportunity for us to bring the good news and the peace and love of Jesus to those around us. This morning, I want to close with a psalm, and then I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to uh, then we'll be finished for the day. So, um, Psalm 46, verse one. You may be familiar with this one. The psalmist writes, "God is our refuge and strength." always ready to help in times of trouble. Isn't that good news? So, so we will not fear when an earthquake, when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. The word there, next word there is silah. It was, it was written there by the psalmist and it means pause. Think about that. Think about the very truth that that God is our refuge and strength. He's always ready to help right now, wherever you are. And we don't need to fear when the shaking goes on or the, or the oceans rage and foam. Pause and just think about how good that is. It goes on to say, A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of, of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos. That's happening. That's happening all over the world. Nations are in chaos. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. He's here right now in your, in, in your rooms, in your car, whenever you listen to this. God of heaven, the one who created the heavens and earth, he is there with you. 
and the God of Israel, that God is your fortress. Pause. Selah. Father God, I just thank you that you are with us. I thank you, Lord, that, that in the midst of the, what can seem like a, a tragedy or tragic circumstances that we're, that we're facing and lockdowns and shutdowns and all this word, the words that can so easily unsettle us and make us unstable. Lord, I thank you that you're with us. Lord, I thank you that in the midst of where, wherever we're at, that you can allow your goodness to work itself out, your very presence to join us uh, in a real way as we stand in a time of shaking, but with our anchor in this unshakable kingdom. Lord, I pray that you'll help each one of us as the church to look for opportunities in this time. Don't allow this time of, of uh, lockdown to cause us to become so inward focused. I pray, Lord, that through your Holy Spirit, you'll help us to be more outward focused, how we can love others and show others your goodness and your grace and show others how they can find peace in the midst of their storm. And Lord, I thank you for this church family. Lord, I pray for each every single one of us. Lord, I pray that we would dis continue to discover that you are our refuge and our strength, a very present help in our time of trouble. And I thank you for that promise and that hope we have that the day will come when you, when, when cre although creation is groaning, the time will come when you will reveal your children and the goodness we have. And Jesus, that you will come and bring incredible peace to our world. And we ask for that now, and we look forward to the day it's fully dealt with in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. I pray you have an amazing week. Thank you to our team that is here. We really appreciate all you guys have done. And we will see you next week. Don't forget, contact us if you need us. God bless.